Bianco is the leading clothing and lifestyle brand for styles exclusively in sizes 14 through 32. And they actually just added a bunch of activewear styles to their shop. Yeah, I just got a Girlfriend Collective set. It's in this beautiful green. It's biker shorts and a bra. I wore it to work with like a blazer. It was really cute. Can't wait for you to work out in it. Yeah, that'll happen eventually. (laughs) 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 You can shop our swipe that wish list through all the links in our bio and use code swipe that for 30% off your first order. Visit dia.com for more information. Welcome back to swipe that. It's we don't know. I liked it. There's been a little bit of a break. So it was like, welcome back. Here's what happened last week on swipe that. That's how it sounded like you were doing it. Oh, okay. Like a a 90s sitcom. (laughs) Welcome back. Well, I'm Nikki. I'm Alex. And this is Swipe Fat. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> We're an after school special now. Well, we took a much needed spring break because we you did. And I have both been going, going, going. And I was like, you know, getting my eggs frozen. Yeah, big journey, big journey. Big journey. And I was very much in a not happy place last mm-hmm. week. so um I'm glad that we took a little break it was much needed yeah. but everyone was so sad so that made me feel good like so many people were um messaging us on Instagram being like oh, really? no I know I was like oh I love that we've become a tradition for people's Fridays you know a weekly staple yeah that was nice to hear yeah that was nice but we're back we're in action um What's new, Alex? Man, so much has happened. Yesterday, we had our fan favorite date aired, Dating the Modern Age. (laughs) You had a cute little date. Yes, this is our flirty. So flirty. Like, it was, it's a little nauseating to me how flirty, but I like it for you. Yeah, it's a good journey for me. I know that that's not the journey. You, I feel like you don't like. No, I want, I like to be flirted with and I like, but but the kind of flirting you like is very different. He was like over the top. He was like, I love that shit. We can use the, when are we, when we're moving in together, we can use these dishes. Mm -hmm. Like we're already talking about that. We haven't gone on an in-person date yet. Like let's (laughs) slow down, buddy. (laughs) And I'm like, where do I sign? (laughs) Let's sign our lease. Where's the lease? Yeah. pick me up it's fine our dates were very different vibes you had the cute with Darius flirting and then I was just giving Ida the third degree Uh, (laughs) okay what I think is so funny is that like after Nikki had her first date with Ida she was like I just don't think that he like that we liked each other yeah I was like he ignored me um I know we were cooking but when we said I watched it back and I was like Mickey you were ignoring I know I said the same thing I said the same thing cooking our pasta dish was very it took a lot of attention and also when I felt like he wasn't into me that's when I was like I'm not into him right you were backing off yes um but you guys voted and we went on another date yeah, and I think your well, second date was a lot better. It, I so the first. No, date. I mean I thought it was. I mean I think you 
you only see the negatives, but I think I saw, like, there was definitely some cute flirty yeah. vibes. But, like, the first thing I did was, like, should we talk about how you stood me, like, you basically, like, you came to Chicago for your art opening, and, like, I gave him a lot of shit about not, like, signing me up, like, for an yeah, appointment, like, telling me to DM the gallery. Right, and I, what did I say to you? He was playing it cool. Yeah, and what was he doing? Playing it cool. I guess. I, I we played a game um mm-hmm. the never have I ever had to you know hit him with the have you ever cheated <laughs> of course yes as a kid like as a young teenager he had to deal with that like I just like I it was very intense but you know what he, at the end he came back to me and he goes so I heard um one of your podcasts you were mm-hmm. talking to a guy and he told you that you use sex as a way to create intimacy <laughs> I um, love that he turned it back on you I was like fuck you um <laughs> no I don't and we you know but it was like at the end of the it was good at the end of the day so yeah I mean if you guys haven't watched the fan favorite d- dates yet that is definitely my favorite episode um mm-hmm. to date um yeah. of us so we also the next so next week we have the reunion episode um all the daters are coming back for that's a lie not all of them come back okay well I wasn't gonna (laughs) one of my guys did not come back (laughs) um yeah (laughs) we you have to watch the episode to find out (laughs) which one find out which one didn't come back and why (laughs) um so yeah it it was a a fun day of filming yeah it was fun it was fun yeah, so I'm excited uh, for everyone to see that next week. And then our dating show is over. It's over. And I feel like I'm both going to be sad it's not around every Thursday. But mm-hmm. also, like, I didn't think it would take up so much time. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I mean, I did. And I don't, yeah, I know. But, like, <laughs> emotional time, I think, yeah. is what I'm saying. Like, um, you know, like, of course I know that it's going to take up time. But, like, that it sets up so much emotional Mm-hmm. I don't know so next week's episode we're already getting there into teasing it but we have Rosie be me Rosie Blair mm-hmm. um she was the host of our reunion so we're having her on to like dish about everything you know and also talk to her about like life and stuff but I think that'll be good she has lots of opinions about yeah because I guess we can talk through all like what I mean by emotional like I think we do that next week yeah yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it's it just oh. brings up a lot of like um past trauma and um things that you like weren't even gonna think would be brought up by something mm-hmm. like this so yeah it'll be good to talk about I mean yeah. I went on a fucking roller coaster too so mm-hmm. yeah um yeah. I, th- it, I think it'll be good so yeah I'm excited but tonight um, but tonight we're gonna do um a little Q&A so I can't ask you about your dating life at all right now oh okay and do we have any updates about that? Um, <laughs> this is a dating podcast. Uh, I was, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, I talked about a guy that um, I was talking to on Instagram. We're still talking and I think he's going to come visit. So that's the exciting update. That's so fun. I love that for you. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be good. We hope anyway. I think I'm glad for you. 
I'm glad for you. I'm glad. I'm glad you're not having emotional spirals like you had to talk me off. <laughs> I I think I definitely have had emotional spirals about it. I mean, like I talked to him where I was kind of like, what if you don't like me in person? And he was like, I just don't know how that could be possible. Yeah. Um, if like I know exactly what you look like you know what I look like Mm -hmm. we talk all the time we have good chemistry like I don't know how that could be possible so I mean I like he's very positive so I guess I just have to be positive you know it's just jumping off of a ledge I think that's the heart you know it's a hard thing to do Mm -hmm. but just gotta do it I think for me it's the build-up is the worst part it's Mm -hmm. like you know we've been talking for so long yeah um and I'm like I just want it to be not done but like for him to be here Mm -hmm. and to have him in person you just want to make out with him duh Duh. (laughs) well I'm excited for you and I can't wait for him to come yeah yeah he's cute he's so cute Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sort of talking to somebody and then I uh don't you know doing dumb things that I already do and I don't know how much I can say because he um I learned he listens to the podcast <laughs> um so yeah, if he's I, my guy doesn't even really get I don't yeah. think he understands podcasts so. well like so if he's listened to what 24 episodes of the podcast he knows I'm kind of neurotic right like at this point oh you mean from listening yeah yeah from listening like he knows like I'm like I'm not neurotic I would say but like I definitely um I definitely um, jump to conclusions very quickly and yes. I probably you're um, reactive I'm reactive and I try to ruin things before they even start um I, but I I mean I know you like we talked about this briefly texting but I think like that's not an uncommon thing for no. um like women who've gone through any trauma mm-hmm. um to want to protect themselves but then like adding on like being insecure about parts of yourself because you're taught. I, I think like the, I'm not saying that you are okay. I'm talking okay. about in general. I know you're not. Yeah. I'm saying in general, I think when women who are plus size start to date again, no matter how confident you are, internalized fat phobia comes to a head at some point. And it has for me, in talking to this guy so I think like no matter what it makes sense that we like at some point spiral into this thing where we're like wait are we not am I worthy enough or again I'm not saying this is you mm-hmm. I'm just okay. talking in a generalized sense because I think you think I'm talking yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I do here. she sees my face <laughs> <laughs> I'm generalizing here yeah but I'm and from my own experience because like when I go back on dating apps it's like no matter how confident I am like so, stuff like that starts to trickle in like little bits and pieces mm-hmm. doesn't mean that I'm not confident or that I'm not whatever but I think it like starts to you start to like second guess a lot of things yeah and that's the trauma of like being in a bigger body and then you also have to deal with the trauma of like things that you had to deal with in your childhood mm-hmm. it all just starts to come to a precipice <laughs> like when you st- introduce someone new that you care about into your world that's all I'm saying yeah it does. Um, but yeah, so you talked me off of jumping off the ledge and not saying something really fucking dumb to him today. <laughs> and I'm kind of appreciative of it. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know, like, 
I think my thoughts were valid in what I was texting you about. Yeah. Um, you did the same with me with this guy where mm-hmm. I was like, well, I don't even know if I, I like basically thought he had a fat fetish. So yeah. Well, then I just randomly, you know, because he's so basically this guy sent me an article about plus size fashion week from the New Yorker like years ago. Mm-hmm. And I read it and I thought it was really interesting. But instead of being like, oh, yeah, that's really interesting. And like talking about it, I go, what made you want to read that? And um, it's like, what do you mean? Like, I'm like, I subscribe to the New Yorker or whatever. I was like, yeah, but I don't understand why you would (laughs) read something like that. Like most men wouldn't do that. Like, it's not really like something a lot of people find interesting unless they are, say, plus size. And this is where I was spiraling. And I'm like, well, like... I was like trying to get I wasn't trying to get him to say it but in my mind I'm like this dude has a fat fetish and that's why he's reading articles about plus size fashion week and then I like took a step back before saying anything about that and I like thought about it and he's such a curious mind and he knows everything about everything um and I was like okay so he probably just read it because he's curious I was like you know it makes sense for you attracts blah 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 he's like yeah so he's interested in subculture oh like the tattoo communities um he's like he watches all these documentaries on everything and I was like wait in my head (laughs) and I texted Alex I was like do you only like me because I'm a subculture (laughs) Nikki I know I was like I feel like what we should be focused on here is that he's trying to be nice (laughs) Read something that has to do with you. <laughs> like, or saw something and was like, "Oh, I'm." She would be interested in this. Yeah. I'm sharing it with her. Like, that's a that's a nice thing. You know how you were saying how you wanted some guy to send you a cupcake? This is him sending you a cupcake. Oh yeah, I did say I went. <laughs> this was a TikTok about like <laughs> guys. Um, if they want, if they like you, they'll show up. Um, right, yeah. Said, yeah. <laughs> he sent her a fancy cupcake in the TikTok, <laughs> and I was like, I don't even like cupcakes, but I want a <laughs> cupcake. Okay, so this is him sending me a cupcake, and you mm-hmm. talked me off the ledge. I realized how fucking crazy I was, <laughs> um, and I did not send the text. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a re- like you were you're trying to be less reactive. Mm-hmm. It was a step. We're like, no, he likes you. A man who is going to spend six hours talking to you on FaceTime likes you. And I had to be like, you're right. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You're right. But I think it's like, I do this to myself all the time too, where I'm like, he doesn't like, this is, I don't know. I like, I'll convince myself of so many things where it's like, he's not going to respond to you all day long. For no reason like this isn't some big joke that's like mm. gonna end in a joke I think like yeah. we're all just like worried that there's some big punchline you know mm. I, and I some like I don't think it's that's not even a plus size thing I think that's an all-girl thing we all just like there's no way we can comprehend <laughs> that someone would like us for just mm. being us and yeah yeah I don't know and then my mom was like I was talking to my mom on the way home and I was talking about all different things that are going on with me and right now and that came up and she was like well that's what you do you like to ruin good things before they happen thanks I told you that we need to stop doing that 
I'm just afraid of getting hurt. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure he is, too. I think, like, we have to put it, like, not just the onus, like, that this can be, like, it's a two-way street. I think, like, they can get hurt, too. Yeah. You have to, like, think about it's not just you. Talking to somebody takes a lot of time Mm -hmm. and investment and emotions. And I think the last person I talked to, I had zero like, unfortunately, I didn't have a lot invested in it, like, mm-hmm. or interest. I don't know. So this is taking more out of me than I thought it would be. In a positive way, though. Yeah, no, in a positive way. Like, mm-hmm. being more interested in somebody is... For me, it's just this is, like, all t- all-consuming thing. That's mm-hmm. the hard part. Like, I, it's just, like, all I'm thinking about. That is so distracting. Uh, <laughs> like how am I supposed to get anything done yeah. that's what I mean when I'm like I just need him to get here mm-hmm. so that I can like focus on other stuff you know what I mean as I stop yeah. thinking about what it's gonna be like and then you'll know and mm-hmm. I'll be good right yeah. well enough of our bullshit let's talk about your bullshit because we're gonna do a Q&A episode <laughs> wow <laughs> um we asked you guys to send in your questions we're gonna answer most of them, um, I don't think we'll be able to get to everything, but... Yes, you delivered. There's so many questions. So many questions. Um, so let's just start with a goodie. And yeah. One that I think you'll be really excited to talk about. Okay. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> How do you keep confidence when you're on top? AK, like writing someone during sex. Just fucking do it because it feels good to you. (laughs) See, you're excited. (laughs) Okay. Did you see that TikTok? And it was like, it was like, guys, how do we tell them that we don't like when they grind, when they're on top of us, like go in a circle. And one guy was like, dude, just so you know, (laughs) they're not doing that for you. They are doing that for them. (laughs) Like, so that's so funny because I saw a TikTok reacting to that too. And they were like, no, we like that stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the guy was like, they like, they do it for them. And yes, I don't, I don't care about you in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Um, but okay. Like, I think like, um, okay. Let's say you aren't a hundred percent comfortable with like just getting on top or something. Oh yeah. I was talk about confidence tips. I don't know. I'm thinking like, leave your shirt on or leave a bra on. I know that like, Hmm. like start slow. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I think the confidence things comes from, like, the guy looking right at you. See, I was more thinking that, but also I was more thinking, like, being worried about breaking him. That too. Or, like, you know, being on top of him. I get what you're saying. I think there's a, a lot of it is a body. Lot oh, totally. It. Totally. I think, <laughs> I think a lot of it is, like, well, for maybe for me anyway. It's, like, the not that it bothers me anymore, but, like, when I was younger, it was, like, I'm on top and he can literally see everything. Mm, when yeah. you're doing like missionary or doggy you're not like looking at my whole body when you're on top you have a view of literally all of it see in my head I'm like when I'm on top like my chin's gonna look better like when I'm laying down <laughs> what he's gonna see <laughs> <laughs> my boobs to the side like <laughs> I guess that's true too so um, well my advice would be if it's a body thing to wear like a bralette like a really cute Mm-hmm. bralette something that makes you feel really comfortable yes Torrid has really cute like um lacy ones mm-hmm. d and co just launched their laundry like their laundry into mids line and they have some cute ones too 
Use code swipe fat to get 30% off your order. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, subliminal message. Shameless plug. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then in terms of like just having the confidence to get on there in writing, like I think 100% just do what feels good. But if you're super nervous about like, sometimes I'll just like, I'll watch porn to like, be like okay what's that person doing to just be like feel more confident going into something and not I don't know there's a good porn out there you can find good Mm -hmm. porn that's like not just like a dude railing a girl so exactly being on top I've only done a select few positions like I've never done reverse cowgirl or anything like that Mm -hmm. just because I haven't done it I don't know (laughs) like someday but like I haven't like I think like, and also if he's in a sitting position, like say on the couch or something, that's easier on your knees. True. And so I know that's like, the strength can be a little overwhelming too, but yeah. And more intimate. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be like a, I don't know, a bang bros kind of you being on top. Um, Do what works for you. Just try it. And you know what? If you get on top and you don't like it. Don't do it. Roll right over and let him be on top. Yeah. Like, it's fine. You can tap out. Exactly. <laughs> I have. Yeah. Oh. Minimum, I'm like, I'm tired. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. That was fun for like a minute and I'm done. Yeah. Now. I'm done now. <laughs> <laughs> it's something different. <laughs> I'm going to move on to the topic of dating. Okay. In, in a more general sense, but I like still that. in the sexy. Oh. What do you wear on a date when you want to look hot, but not slutty? Hat. <laughs> well, it's hot in capital letters. Okay. Hat. Ah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I have a pretty standard go-to date outfits. Yeah, I do too. But usually, it's like whatever I feel like really comfortable in at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say that. Um, I usually go. So I have like really big boobs, and I find it really difficult to not um <laughs> look slutty. <laughs> If I'm wearing a low cut top, so usually mm. I'll, I'll cover it all up on like oh. a first date. If we're like getting into, you know, third, fourth date territory, like things might get a little bit more saucy. But um, I might usually for me, it's a like in general, like if I the rule of thumb for me is if I'm showing a lot of leg, then I'm not showing a lot of cleavage. Okay. So pick one or the other. Like if we're going to do legs today, cool. Um, then I might cover up my top. If I don't want to look like I'm going to a club, then I'll pick one or the other. So cleavage or legs. Okay. I think I have different standards of what's hot mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like I love a good like skinny jean, if they're tall enough, a good booty, like a good, a fun, not a fun cami. They're not really fun, <laughs> but like a, like, a fun you know, cami, a fun cami, like a pretty like crop top of some sorts or like, you know, a flowy cami tucked in with a cute belt. And like, if it's cold, a jacket, if not, like probably still a jacket because I feel confident with a leather on. Um, also, I think anytime adding a red lip just automatically makes me feel hot. But so, not during mask season because you don't want to deal with that. My mask doesn't touch my lips, so I'm all good to go. Making out with a red lip? Yeah, and? Like, that that Uber ride home can be awkward if it's all over your face. I don't care. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, have you ever dated a guy who felt was out of your league? Yeah. That's, like, um, 
I think I mentally date a lot of guys who are out of my league. What is What do you mean by that mentally? I tend to go for guys or I'm attracted to men who are smarter than me. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Who are much smarter. I think that's a very common thing that I've, um, I realize, And then I kind of feel less than at mm-hmm. points, but then I provide other things. So I've, I've realized like I balance it out, but also sometimes I'm like, well, I must be boring to you. When I say I've never watched the things you've watched or like, I don't have all the, like all the info. So I want to say I've like dated people out of my league, like physically, like I don't really think about that much, but like intellectually. Yes. Yeah. I, and I hate saying the like out of your league thing in general, because yeah. I think that implies that like someone's hotter because they're smaller. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely dated men that I think are hot. If we're talking conventionally, like what society thinks is conventionally hot, then yes, like they're hotter than me, quote unquote, because they're skinnier. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm usually out of their league. So yeah, I'd say in like my last two main relationships, even though I was the fat one, I was the more attractive one. If that makes any like, mm-hmm. I think I was cuter than them in that sense. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think I'm saying out of their league because it's like, I've got more going on, bro. Mm-hmm. That's true. Like, I'm cute. I like, I'm independent. Mm-hmm. I like make good money, I, like do my thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I think it's intimidating sometimes. It is. It can be very intimidating and guys will walk away from that. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find. Secure men. men. <laughs> yes. Even when I did date guys who were um, like technically more successful than me and all the stuff I said it felt like, like it was insecure. it was still like they were insecure yeah I feel like the one guy I dated he was like a CEO and I feel like he was constantly like putting me in my place mm-hmm. sort of like <laughs> he'd be like yeah well he thought I was like an influencer for like my full-time job which is a job but you know he acted like um, it, it was really stupid and I was like but I also have a nine to five and like I work in corporate too like I'm not dumb that like I don't know what you're talking about meaning like I understand corporate lingo I understand what you're talking about like I'm not I work with c-level executives like I'm not this like baby that needs to be patted Mm -hmm. on the head type thing but it's so I don't know it's still really weird I almost like dislike that like those kind of guys are even worse but it's yeah. like you think that that's what you want because you want this like power thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's so bizarre. Yeah. I feel like they're just like you can't win either way sometimes. It's it's really dependent on the man. So if they're insecure, they're always going to be insecure. Right. Oh, wait, this is a good one. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> like I'm when I read this, like I laughed out loud. I was so confused vagina help and how you love yourself down there especially as a plus-size woman like I'm so confused Nikki Nikki and I read this differently each of us yeah like do you want to know like how I cleanse down there like that like I masturbate a lot like (laughs) that I do that or like Alex was like she needs grooming Mm -hmm. I don't know I don't know what she means well I think because as a plus-size woman that's why I thought because sometimes it's hard to, like, groom when you're plus size. I think I'm trying to find the soap I use. I learned about it from Rosie. And oh, my God. I'm using it, too. That's so funny. That's I'm, What is it? Uh, 
it's like a tea tree oil yeah like I actually really love it I love um, it too. I use like so glad I got it before summer um use it in every place that you know you have things going on you know what you have rolls you're under your boobs mm-hmm. like any of that it's great um well and I think well you're looking that up too I think mega babe is also really helpful this isn't really vagina health but um like when you're yeah. sweating in the summer as a plus size woman you know it's like sometimes it's like really uncomfortable because you're sweating under your boob or under your um your stomach because your stomach rolls um can sweat and so you get like it's sweaty Irritation. but also can well yeah and it, there can be an odor so mm-hmm. that's why the the soap that remedy using, soap remedy yeah. remedy soap yeah that's it's on really amazon then, 15 bucks buy it the mega babe bus dust you can use all over your body and they have a body powder too okay so yeah i mean mm-hmm. i think those are both two good things has nothing to do with your vagina but you're welcome um so you thought it was grooming <laughs> i thought it was grooming. i don't uh shave anything you don't do anything down there like i'll like um groom it but i'm not like shaving mm. it all off i want it all gone mm. i just feel better about like in how often weird. how often are you doing it um like once a week i really see yeah. i think for me it's just too much work like if i'm not dating anybody and it's like say the winter and maybe like I'm lazy or in a depressive state, like and I'll let it go. Then I'll like nair it, and then nair it really. Yeah. Um. I mean, I should just go get waxed, but that's also sounds intimidating to me as a plus size woman. Mm-hmm. Like let it. I don't. Which it shouldn't. Like I let I let men go down there, so why wouldn't I let a random stranger wax me? Um, <laughs> okay. Well, I but, did, I went to uh, a. Re- I've only had two bikini waxes I think in my entire life I've, I've never been waxed ever like okay. down there so I'm um I was younger I was mm-hmm. in college but I still probably was like plus size but anyway I went and I remember the woman being like your hair is really long and I was like never going back again because I felt so judged mm-hmm. um and I was like well no one told me I needed to like trim it <laughs> 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 so I was like I don't ever want to go back again yeah <laughs> uh yeah so now yeah. it's just you know me alone myself and I okay I will say um this like past winter that one hookup I did have I was not prepared for it mm-hmm. and he was fully into it and I was not I was like uh <laughs> Like into you having hair, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's the new trend that mm. guys are into. Yeah. So. I guess like if I was with somebody and he was super into it, I'd be like, okay, maybe we can find a happy medium. <laughs> I don't know though. Name one time you were approached in the wild and what do you think attracted him to you? On my days off, I get dolled up and go out by myself hoping to catch the eye of a gentleman suitor but I don't know how to put out the vibes. So I think anytime I've been approached, I mean, that's not true. I've been approached, but I've been by myself. Honestly, I think it all has to do with confidence. Um, And just like how you carry yourself, Um, which it sounds like you're getting dolled up and going out. Like, 
But also, is she, like, going to the bar and just sitting there by herself? Like, maybe... maybe Yeah, if you're there and you're at the bar and you're sitting there and you're just on your phone, you probably don't look, like, approachable, I would assume. If you're, like... Maybe get some flirty eyes to some guys or something. I don't know. I've never gone out by my own on the hunt. Like, which that's... Or talk to the bartender. Yeah. Like, make conversation with... It doesn't have to be, like, you're flirting with the bartender. Yeah, seem approachable. Yes, because then, like, the bartender will, like, talk to other people, and then you end up talking to other people. Mm -hmm. It's, like, you can be alone and still, like, have this, like, approach, you know, like, seem approachable to someone else. Yeah. I don't know. I think you just have to give off an air of, like, not caring, too, like you said. Also, like, maybe you say hi to a guy if you find him attractive. I've definitely approached guys before. I don't know if I would necessarily do that, but it's a thing you can do. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, usually I'm pretty wasted and that happens, but mm-hmm. it's been successful. Yeah. Um, I remember like I went to a bar. I went to Debonair Social Club once uh, late, late night and <laughs> yeah. approached a guy and I was just like, do you want to go home with me? And he was like, sure. And I was like, okay. And we, <laughs> so I mean, wow, like, just do it. <laughs> Is that what I should just do? Like, why not? I don't know. It's been a while. I mean, so I was maybe... probably 27 at the time. So. I mean, I'm not far off. Oh, I think that I went to his house and I'm pretty sure that I had just gotten this like new, le- it was a fake leather jacket. So it wasn't like super expensive, but I got had just gotten a new leather jacket. My dad had bought it for me and for like a gift and I left it at his place. I couldn't get, I didn't have his number. I could not get back into his place to get the, and he had like passed out. So I was like, that's gone forever. Um, Cause he wasn't opening the door. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm sure he was like, why does she want back in here? <laughs> um, uh, she's like this crazy bee. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I just want my coat. <laughs> so I felt like my dad had just gotten it for me. So I was like, I'm gonna have to buy it another one yeah so I went out and bought it for myself oh my god I felt so guilty because he (laughs) (laughs) because you didn't want to tell your dad that you lost it on a one-night stand yeah that wasn't even good I think I would have told my mom I definitely can't you can't tell your father that I oh I tell my stepdad for sure No, no no I'm so much more open like with things then I then maybe I should be. Jim does not need to hear about that. <laughs> Jim would know all about all the things if he was my dad. Oh god, he would hate every second of that. I know, I'm sure. <laughs> have you ever had a threesome? Or would you? I have never had a threesome. I don't think that I could because I am very jealous. Mm. I'm a very like I actually don't think that this is something that people would think of me. That I'm but I Jealous? Guess, yeah. Oh, I think I get that. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. that I'm very understanding, I think, but like I like it's I get I get jealous. I get jealous if I really like somebody, like and I have feeling like real hard feelings. Um, I get jealous like over dumb stuff, like, oh, I know that you took a girl here once before. Like yeah. did, like thinking of their past almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That like, really Looking back at Instagram posts and being like, uh-huh. okay, you yeah. talked to that girl and it's like, you didn't even know me then. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, 
in I'm angry about it, even though I have zero right to be. Mm-hmm. Um, have you heard the song by Julia Michaels? It's all your exes is in the name of it. And it's like, I wish I lived in a world where all your exes were dead. I can, actually, I'd love that. <laughs> or like that they or that you were the only person that mm-hmm. you you were waiting for me and you have no history whatsoever. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. I I don't think I could do a threesome because of the jealousy thing but also there are so many feelings involved and like Mm -hmm. there's so many moving parts it's like what if you're neglecting one person what if you feel neglected what if like there's too much yeah I also don't want to have sex with a woman I like yeah I don't know I think I think at the end of the day like if I was in like say a marriage Mm -hmm. it was needed in our marriage like I would do it but I think I would not it would be it would be like me, my husband, and a woman, but the woman and my husband cannot do anything. Only the two of us could, even though I'm not into it. Yeah, but then it's not interesting to watch if you're not into it. I'm just saying, like, I drunk me could be into it. I've made out with so many girls. Yeah, but it's but, not just making out. That's the thing. Like, I know. sure, I can make out with a girl, but like, it's the other stuff that I'm just not attracted. Like, it's. Mm-hmm. I'm not either but like if my husband needs to see it I might do it then like, watch some porn bro if it's that or like me do- him cheating I'd rather that but I don't I don't want him to watch him rail another girl though so no yeah no thank you uh-huh yeah no, yeah, no yeah. sir Bob <laughs> no thank you <laughs> <laughs> um do you have a go-to opening message on dating apps I used to okay or do you wait for the other person to message first as a plus-size woman if you message first you're more likely to get a response back that's just what it is like that's facts um I think actually any woman messaging a guy first will be it's more likely to get a response back Mm -hmm. um but for a while it was hey and then in parentheses insert flirty white girl voice with the emoji oh that's cute it was it was it's a good one guys guys seem to like it okay um have you seen the one that's got running around tiktok where someone's they ask people to send them a voice message no yeah yeah i actually think this is creative but on bumble a lot of people have been doing this where they're like um hey i'm you know they give like a little intro and they're like Um, send me a voice message and tell me what you think I sound like (laughs) (laughs) that's funny yeah it's funny and so a lot of them would be like hi I'm Jessica and (laughs) like it's funny (laughs) I'm gonna spill my wine that's so good yeah and then you get to see if they're like funny or they're like misogynistic or like whatever you know Somebody in our Facebook group posted that she does, they give, gives three options, like truth or dare, mm-hmm. all these things. And like, one of them is like, or fuck, Mary kill. And like, she gives all guys to yeah, find like out. all the Chris's, Chris Evans. Yeah. And I love that. I like that I love too. That. Yeah. To yeah. see if they're like homophobic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Because I want a guy who's going to go along with it. Like, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think those are good. I've not. I never had an opening line ever. No. So maybe I need one. Maybe that's what I was doing wrong. 
Yeah. I mean, if I can find something in their profile that I find interesting, I'll yeah, usually I would do that. But, if I really liked a guy, like normally yeah. if, if I, I would only message first, if I was like real into it. Mm, yeah. If I wasn't not no, no cigar, but I like when a guy is super creative with me. So I love a cheesy pickup line mm-hmm. or like something like that. I love. Isn't that what you asked my ex? Weren't you like when you were messaging as me? You were like, what's your favorite pickup line? I said, hit me with your best cheesy pickup line. Yeah. And I didn't know it was your ex. Right. <laughs> but I was I was swiping and I was I was swiping as her, guys. Right, right, um, right. Yeah. <laughs> so and he was like, and he hit me with one. I don't remember what it was. And then he said something. And he's about, good at he's good at stuff like that. Yeah. I'm sure he was quick on his feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Okay, so how do you get over insecurities when hooking up with someone? I feel like once you're hooking up with someone, like, we're beyond the insecurity stage. Like, um, meaning it's not my main focus anymore. Like, I'm, yeah. we're in this moment, and now I'm thinking about, I'm not thinking about, like, oh, he's touching my back, like, I have a back roll. Because I'm like, oh, like, that feels good. I think that you have to just not care. Mm-hmm. I think, And it's a hard thing. So I think it's just something that you have to eventually get over. And like, honestly, if things are going right, you're, you shouldn't be thinking about that. Like, I can tell you he's not. Yeah, he's not thinking about it. No, so. so I think that's the thing. Like, we need to remember, like, when someone is in that, like, they're definitely not thinking. They're thinking, I'm getting lucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's what they're thinking about. They're not thinking about your, and if they are, they're not the right person. And like, if you drink <laughs> one, like a glass of wine, be, like a glass or two of wine can really help you. Mm-hmm. And like, if it's your first time with them and you're worried two glass wine, Nikki, she's ready to take it, strip it all off and like hop on top and let's go. Only two. Yeah. Only two. And I'm down like, and mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what's happened. Like I'm like, yeah, I love that for you. Like, I'm like my bra's off. Clothes I mean, off. Like when I asked that guy to go home with me, it was definitely like I had drank so fucking. Well, this much. is some like somebody I'm seeing. I know like, I'm, I'm just. Or I'm, I'm with. I'm joking. But like, or like, it's already a thing. Um, a stranger asking him to come home. Yes, way more than. I give me like two like, bo- two bottles. I was definitely doing shots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. Here's a real question: Are you comfortable with your own body by yourself in the bed? Mm. like when you're like do you know what you like are you embarrassed to be masturbating or to be touching yourself I think you have to know what you like with your body to be able to tell them but also to enjoy what's going on like if you're down to realize like you're a sensual being like when you're by yourself I think it's it's a little easier well if you it's the same thing as like if you have like a no touch zone like you have to be you have to communicate that to someone Mm -hmm. you know like they are not men are not mind readers women same thing you're yeah. the man woman non-binary whatever people can't read your mind you have to tell them what you do and do not want so if you really don't like it when someone touches your thighs because that's going to make you think about your thighs tell them that or if they grab your thigh fucking move their hand and do something else with it yeah. like if you're not willing to vocalize it but like at the end of the day as much as like we want to if we want a guy to be in control or the person to be in control you're in control of what's happening Mm -hmm. 
Like, you can dictate anything as long as you're willing to. And it's the being willing to. I think that's some of the hard parts. Yeah, finding your voice in it, mm-hmm. I think, is difficult. But yeah, yeah, yeah advocate for yourself in every, yeah. all the places. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like you get past the insecurity of being plus size with a straight size partner? Um, so, like, when it's just them and I, I guess I don't really think about it. Um, I think it's, like, outside outside people who make me think about it like you know the random stranger or mm-hmm. people ju- family members maybe judging you or giving looks like are people not recognizing that you're their partner but at the end of the day if they're with you they like you for you and I think that's what we have to remember yeah I do think it's difficult know. when you're you're right. It's so much easier when you're home and you're mm-hmm. by yourselves. And then it's like, you're in a bubble, right? And you, once you leave the bubble, it's like, shoot, I forgot that for some reason people are against mixed weight yeah. relationships. Well, like <laughs> when you're at home, do you forget that you're plus size sometimes? Mm, yeah. 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 Like, I, all the time. Yeah. I like, I think that I just am normal. Like I'm, I mean, I am normal, but like, right, yeah, yeah. I know what you're like, I don't know. I'm just me. I'm and just then, me. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I know. I know. It's crazy. I think. and But also, if you have some insecurities about it, talk to the person. There's this. this one, a, I feel like it's a super hard conversation. To it's have. a super hard conversation. And it's one like I've never actually had in a relationship. I've talked recently with dating people as I've been more comfortable with different things. We talked a lot more about bodies and me being fat and things like that but there is a content creator I think in Australia but she like recently was talking about how like her name's Katie Parrott Um, she was like talking about like she just Instagrammed that like she was in the car talking to her boyfriend and she was like I'm just feeling really big I'm feeling not comfortable in my body and he was just like you're exactly how you're supposed to be and like he was so like understanding and caring and it's like she just had a very organic conversation with him. Like, why can't we have that with our partners? It's such a vulnerable thing to do. It is. It is. And I'm sure that they've been dating for a while. Yeah. But I just, I, I don't know. There's other vulnerable things we talk about with that, with partners. Like, why can't this be one of them? Yeah. I think, uh, I think the reason we don't want to have that conversation with people is because we're worried that we're going to remind them mm-hmm. that we're fat, you know, and it's sort of like <laughs> you don't have to remind them. They know. They know. First of all. We know. We know. We know. Um, you, if you saying and having that vulnerable conversation with someone is the reason that they break up with you, then they are. They were never going to be supportive about it anyway. So if you're scared that by telling them that you feel uncomfortable in your body that day, or like you have an insecurity, um that the reason you tell them that is like why you're going to break up and then, then you shouldn't you should, be with them. It, yeah. You should break up because yeah. they're never going to be that person that you need them to be for you. Yeah. Um, when you're going on um, a first date, what is your preferred location and activity? Like drinks at the bar. I want to be at, sitting at the bar. I want the bartender to be judging us. <laughs> like, <laughs> I yeah that's what I want I want to like be like pushed up against the bar we chat with the bartender if they're cool or people around us and it's like I don't know a normal night 
Yeah, I definitely want it to be a drink date. Mm-hmm. And we're at um, a bar for sure. That's my yeah. preferred. And like a fancy bar is cool, but like I would prefer a dive bar. I would prefer the fancy bar. Yeah, yeah, But like, let's like. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I know you would. 100%. I'm just saying who we are as people. <laughs> we are, yeah. Like, I'm going to drink like a shitty whiskey on the rocks. Maybe not shitty because. And I want a champagne. Yeah, you want a champagne and I want to do shots with you probably. I want the person to know up front that I'm bougie. Mm-hmm. So. Like, and I'm like, well, I'm not bougie. Like, my mo- parents would say I'm bougie, but I am not bougie. Like, I like things. But <laughs> I, like I, things. I will drink the ten, the $8 whiskey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. $8 I'm, for whiskey still sounds like a lot of money, I'm sure. <laughs> well, in, in Chicago, it's not. Like, I, I know, I'm just saying. An $8 like, whiskey in Chicago is like a $6 in like a normal part of the world. <laughs> and $6 drinks are great. I miss those. We can go to the gay bars to get those. Uh, okay, confidence in dating is hard enough, but as a plus-size woman, it's even harder. When and where did you find your confidence? When or how did it click for you? I think this is such a hard question because I don't think it's about clicking. Because, like, I, in the nicest way, I think that people think there is a button you can just press one day, and it's like, well, I'm confident. <laughs> like, yeah. I um because it's a question bloggers I feel like get so much so much and like I don't like it's a val like I think it's a valid question because I think well you're seeing you're a first okay let's back up here for a blogger yeah it probably is a valid question because you're seeing snippets of someone's life Mm -hmm. and you're seeing them being confident you're not you're not usually seeing the bad parts of their life um Mm -hmm. some people do share those but a lot of bloggers don't yes so yeah, like you're probably seeing all the good parts and not all the bad parts. Everyone has self-confidence issues and bad days. And like everyone has days where they don't like their body. Everyone. This I'm is- having one of those days. Right. Yeah. Like, or a week of it. But um, yeah, we all don't have great days. Right. So I think that like for me has never been a thing of clicking. I've always been very confident in what I bring to the table. It has nothing to do with my body. And um that is for me I think where it clicks like you have to be confident in who you are mm-hmm. take out the fact of what you look like I yeah. love who I am um what I stand for what I like the things that I love and what I'm good at and wh- what I can bring to a relationship and a partnership like I know that I'm like next level amazing mm-hmm. your body's the least interesting thing about you right so like you know that's just icing on the cake that I think I'm beautiful (laughs) yeah but I do think that I understand like if you want to talk body confidence and how do you get there I think it's it is a daily thing um I think that I didn't like my body for so long Mm -hmm. and I was so uncomfortable in it and I was waiting to do all the things and I thought like once I got skinny my life will be so much better and I can't say it was a button or like this moment it clicks but over time I started like saying what Alex was thinking is like I'm so much more than just this I'm like you you have all of these attributes Mm -hmm. I think you have to think about those and then stop hating your body and accepting it like which takes a lot of time and then at one one day you're like oh wait 
I don't hate that I'm fat anymore. But also, don't you think it's like realizing that you're worthy? Yeah, like, no, it's a hundred despite all those things. It's a hundred percent realizing you're worthy. A hundred percent, yeah. So, I mean, I think that that for me, I think was a thing that clicked because it wasn't about body confidence. I think it was about feeling worthy. Mm -hmm. um that I'm like worthy of like someone's love Mm -hmm. or that I can give that to someone else I think for a long time I was like "Mm." you know that whole like that saying that's like until you love you someone can't love you which I feel like so fucking true really you think I don't know I think it is because if you're gonna be so like okay I guess but isn't that saying like broken people can't be in love I think you can be in love, but it's not necessarily like good. You're like, as being a broken person in relationships, I think now that I've done a lot of work on myself, not necessarily my body, like loving my body. I mean, or you're always going to be like somewhat broken, I guess is what I'm I saying. think you are. But like, I think that like I you- come with a lot of baggage. Yeah, we, we come with a lot of baggage. But I think if that if you don't accept yourself and realize what you have to bring to the table, I do not think you are you are putting a you can put a hundred percent into the relationship the mm-hmm. same as you can into your personal self. Like you're always relying on somebody to like fix you mm, or like or hype you up. Apart. yeah. Like yeah. we talked about attachment styles today. Um, mm-hmm. like texting because I listened to the Confident Collective this morning and they discussed it in their new episode. And like that's like there's certain attachment styles who lean to be with people who are quote unquote broken or different things mm-hmm. like so maybe you you can work but in like an ideal situation I think like you need to work on yourself first before you can be in a healthy relationship or you're gonna go through a lot of things and you're gonna have to hope that that your partner is willing to go along for that ride in the battle and a lot of times they're not gonna be yeah I mean yeah that's what I experienced growing up <laughs> So my mom dated a lot of broken people, married broken people. And that backlash was devastating, traumatic. So Mm -hmm. I guess it's what you have to decide. I mean, and honestly, in the past, I've dated broken people and it's almost broken me. Yeah. Because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. I was supposed to fix somebody. Mm -hmm. I don't want to fix anybody anymore. Like, if you have your problems, that's fine. That's good. But like, I can't fix you. You no. can only fix you. Yeah, that's true. And you have to want to fix yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, that got deep. I know. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's do a light one. <laughs> okay. Vagina <laughs> 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 help. <laughs> What's your most embarrassing sex story? Uh, I've broken the bed. Okay um yeah broke in the bed I think that or no um I mean that like was like funny laughing have you ever queefed during sex no that was pretty um that was pretty embarrassing luckily it was with somebody like a boyfriend okay and we just laughed about it but I cannot I was shocked when it happened. Yeah. But if it would have just been like a random, somebody I just started seeing or a random hookup, I would have died. (laughs) Like I would have died. It was 
Yeah. Um, I, so I like, there could be way more like, I mean, I was in radio. We talked to people who like broke bones during sex or like shower sex and like knocked themselves out. I wish I could say I've done that, but like queeping and breaking the bed (laughs) to me. (laughs) I just snorted. (laughs) Um, I don't think mine is, mine's not an embarrassing sex story, but I was probably a hookup story. This is the most, one of the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to me. Um, so I went to visit my friend, um, was kind of seeing this guy at a college that was nearby and she was like, let's all go for the weekend to visit. And I was like, yeah, for sure. Let's do it. Um, at the time, because I was going through a lot, I, w- I did it definitely did not like attachment. So I had a rule where I only hooked up with guys that were like older than me or that I was never going to see again. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is perfect because I'll never have to see these guys ever again. And um, they're in a different place, whatever. Okay. So we go to the school. I, um, when I was younger, I was very anxious, nervous person. And I was like nervous to be there and like talking to people. So I was just like, I got wasted and blacked out. Like definitely wasted is my favorite term. (laughs) I don't remember much else other than like walking back to the dorms with her and her guy friends and um I know I had been talking to one guy most of the night um but that's like really all I remember next thing I remember is waking up outside a room um but I didn't know where I was like where I was so I was trying to find my friend I couldn't find her so I slept outside that door because I was pretty sure it was one of their friends rooms so I just like slept there. And then the morning, their guy friend came back from wherever he was hooking up with someone and was like, you can come in and sleep on the futon. So I was right. It was their room. So I slept on the futon. And then that morning, we all went and got breakfast together. Mm-hmm. And I had to like go put um, gas in the car. So I went to do that. Meanwhile, they're all in the diner, like talking about how I was the most embarrassing person in the whole entire world the night before because I got so drunk and I went to the guy's room that I slept outside. Mm-hmm. I was in that room with that guy that I had been talking to all night. And I guess we started like hooking up and I like took off my clothes mm-hmm. and then we started making out and I was like, I haven't done this in a while and put all my clothes back on and ran out of the room. Now, here's the thing. I was consecutive. <laughs> like hooking up with a guy consistently at that point like a so that was a lie yeah I don't even know what was going on it was was drunk you protecting yourself I was so blacked out so in the morning (laughs) we're like driving around we're hanging out at the diner and this guy has told like this embarrassing story to like literally 18 people Mm -hmm. and I'm just like sitting there like la-di-da eating pancakes and when we get back in the car to go back to college or school, my friend was like, Alex, what were you doing? And told me, and I was like, I've never been more mortified in my life, um, especially because she ended up dating one of those guys. And we saw them all the time. You know, we do dumb things when we're blacked out. Yeah, so drunk. I think mm-hmm. it was more the sleeping on the stoop thing. Um, <laughs> I mean, we've all know. slept in a bush. Have we? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> and like him coming and being like, Do you want to sleep on the futon? Or are you yeah. like good out here? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, then I had to go. I slept in the room with that guy that I like ran out of the room oh, with. with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe you went. You win. <laughs> but you so in the morning, to, he woke up. But you didn't up. have sex with him. No. <laughs> like, honestly, would have been better if we had. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's weird. I was weird and like left the scene of the crime. <laughs> could not find my way back <laughs> to my friends so I went back to the scene of the crime again <laughs> oh my god no. uh, it's fine it's uh, it's okay we learn things <laughs> okay advice for 28 year old me who's never once been asked out I'm assuming it's because I'm fat I wouldn't assume it's because you're fat sure you might be fat but are you giving off vibes that you're even interested in being approached or dated like yeah I think we often, and we've talked about this on previous episodes, we mm-hmm. often count ourselves out um, and don't make ourselves. What? Oh, you didn't hear that? No. My stomach just growled. Lailed. <laughs> <laughs> I think we often count ourselves out as fat women, mm-hmm. um, but like no one's going to be interested in us. And so we automatically take ourselves out of the game. And yeah. I've, I've definitely done that. Or we friend zone ourselves or, you know, other things. I think like we have to make sure that we are the star of the show and put ourselves in in paths of where we can be asked out. Like, are you on dating apps? Yeah. Are you trying? Right. Because a guy's not just going to walk up to you and be like, we should go on a date. That doesn't happen anymore. Like Alex, yes, has had that. But that is not the average. That was the before times. Like, there's girls on TikTok who are straight size and beautiful, and I'm sure you're beautiful too, but they, like, they're 27 uh, talking about how they've never had a relationship, had anything, and, like, it's a whole trip. There are people out there who just haven't had it happen, like, whether it be your size or not. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I don't think it's anything bad. I think, like, if you're ready for it at 28... Let's start putting ourselves out there to make it happen. Let's get on apps. Let's start talking to people. Yeah. I think a lot of it is practice too. Yeah. Like getting comfortable with it, like going on practice dates and stuff. Yeah. Like sometimes even if you're not that interested, like going on the date helps. Like just do it. I love a first date. Like you do. I I really hate them. I love the experience of a first date. It's a good story. It's a good time. I also think I'm better at talking to strangers than I am talking to my friends sometimes. Um, So I think you just go, you go do it. Like go out with multiple guys that you're interested in necessarily and get your practice until you find the person you're interested in. 100%. So we got a question about dating through grief and like how you do it. Yeah. Um, so I actually don't know if I've talked about this a ton on the podcast mm-hmm. or at all. Um, my mom passed away when I was 18. Um, so it's been something that I've had to deal with. It's it's weird because you think it would not. Well, maybe you do think that, but I don't think I thought it would affect like my dating life. Um, and has like significantly affected my dating life because I think you are constantly worried about someone getting close to someone enough, uh, close enough to someone that they'll, they'll like leave you. Mm-hmm. So it's like an abandonment issue. 
That makes total sense. Um, and so it's like getting, I don't know. I, I definitely do the pushing away thing. Or like I said, like in college, I would only date people that I like couldn't get hurt by basically. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, there were rules. Like I only date people that are older than me or, you know, that I won't see the cafeteria mm-hmm. um, that aren't in my class because I don't want to have to deal with it. And I used to, I usually made it as an excuse of like, well, I don't want to have to see them all the time. But I think it was definitely like, I don't want to get attached to someone and yeah. then lose them because I'm like, I lost my mom. So I think it's, it's possible to do through grief as long as you're dealing with the grief. And mm-hmm. like going to therapy is a huge thing talking about it with your partner is a huge thing. Um, I think it's really hard to find people who completely understand it um, when you're going through something like that. And I think a lot of times, like I gravitate towards people who have also gone through something Mm -hmm. similar. So um, not that you can like ask someone on a dating app if they that's your opening line now yeah I'm like uh do you do you do you have any trauma or grief from death in your family that would be really great um if we could you know connect on that that. yeah but I do think it's funny because um I feel like I ought like I just find those people Hmm. but it's it's a nice thing to be able to like talk to someone about like actually Darius his um his father passed away so like had a nice conversation about that so I, I just think that you have to deal with what you're dealing with and not bring that necessarily into the relationship, mm-hmm. but you have to be able to talk about it with that person. And I think that's like, if I've learned anything over my 36 years, it's communication is key. And I know that we like, everyone says that all the time, but it like really is like, if I'm sad and upset, I should be able to talk about that with my partner. And if they can't deal with that again, is not the person you're supposed to be with. Mm-hmm. Cause I've had exes that like just didn't get it or would be like, I don't get why you're not over it because it's been a long time yeah. to happen, but it's, it's something that you live with forever. So they have to be able to deal with it. Yeah. 100%. It's, not, it's something that you're going to have to talk about for the rest of your life. So you have to be comfortable being able to talk about it. And sometimes that takes therapy mm-hmm. and a good, a good person. Mm-hmm. And maybe you take that person into therapy with you. Totally. Um, Nikki, uh, what made you want to, <laughs> I'm trying to segue. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> this is a question that's for Nikki only. Okay. <laughs> okay. Got it, it says for Nikki. Yeah. What made you decide to try weight loss surgery and do you regret it? I thought being fat was the worst thing that I could be. <laughs> um, and that was what was presented to me by a doctor and my parents. And I actually got it um, around the same time as my stepdad. Um, Do I regret it? No, because I think like going through that makes me who I am. Would I necessarily recommend it? Probably not. Um, You could say I wasn't a successful case of gastric sleeve surgery. Um, I got my surgery, what, six years ago? Um, I was, I don't want to say the weight wise, just because I don't want to trigger anybody, but I, um, I was definitely much bigger than I am now. Um, but I lost weight 
my body through, went through a lot, my hormones and my cycle. I mean, I had my period for seven months straight afterwards. Um, once you have your surgery, you start like you're a baby again, you have, you do like clear liquids and then you can do like, I did protein shakes sort of, and then I could do pureed foods and all this different things. And I could eat max a cup of food. Guys, guess what? I still eat probably max a cup and a half of food now, depending on the food. And I gained weight back, like doing exactly what I like was supposed to do. I gained a lot of the weight back. And now, like after what, six years, I can finally drink some bubbly sodas, a little bit of them. But if I'm out at a nice dinner with my friends, and we're at a steak dinner, I probably can have three bites of the steak and like a bite of mashed potatoes and I'm out. There's like different things that you don't think about. Mm-hmm. Like my life completely changed so I could be thin, but then I'm not thin. Right, um, right. So I don't know. When I got it, I thought being fat was the worst thing I could be. And that's not true. So would I recommend the surgery? Probably not. I know some people who have been successful, but I know a lot of people who have not. Um, I don't know. It's everybody's own personal choice. Right. So would I do it again? No, I would not. But I also don't have enough stomach for them to take three quarters out again. (laughs) 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 Oh, Lord. We're off. (laughs) Let's let's move on to a a question about someone's specific situation. Okay. First off, huge fan of the show. I found this podcast while I was going home from a date. Coincidence? I think not. So I've never really had other plus size women of color as friends growing up. I never saw myself represented in the media or with the people I hang out with. All throughout college, all my roommates have been athletic, white, straight-sized people. I've always been conscious of what I eat, how much I eat, and when I eat. I had a roommate my junior year of college that commented on everything that I ate, but I thought she was just being nice. But then the comments became unwarranted. We're no longer friends, but that situation brought up a lot of past body image issues. My question is, how do you battle this fear? I know healing isn't linear and it's okay to have bad days. I would love to hear some advice. Hmm. Have you ever lived with friends who commented on what you ate? I wouldn't say my friends, but definitely my family. Family. I had roommates in college um, who definitely commented on what I ate. Um, But I was also binging at that time. Mm. And they realized like that things would go missing. Mm. and they didn't understand they just didn't understand what was happening and why um but I think like I've had co-workers who are like should you eat that but should you have that it's like would you say that to a thin person right yeah that's so fucked up no nothing like that I think it was more like our diets is I don't know my sister doesn't remember it like this as much as I do but like um things were more controlled you know like it's not like I wasn't allowed to have sweet things or all this, you know, like that stuff, but I definitely like, you know, was told and I, I, that I needed to like watch it a little bit more mm-hmm. um, or like here are tips and tricks, but n- like looking, knowing now what I know, 
my mom had eating disorders growing up. So, you know, she had disordered eating um, habits. And like, I still think, you know, my dad does it still to this day. Or not commenting on what I eat, but he'll comment on his own eating. Mm-hmm. So, so he'll just a reflective, like, yeah, and that's triggering because you're he'll be like, Oh, I can't believe I'm hungry. And I'm like, I, You can't believe you're hungry because you ate seven hours ago. Mm-hmm. Like, of course that's, you're hungry. that's normal. He'll be like, Oh, I thought I'm gonna be bad and have a burger. And I'm like, Okay, well, you're implying that, like, that I had a burger yesterday and I'm having one today is a problem, mm-hmm. and it's not. So, you know, like those things I definitely took with me through my childhood into adulthood. Um, I don't think I ever had friends who commented on it, probably because I was the one who was like being like, oh, I should diet or I need to like be better about what I eat. Like I I was my own worst enemy. Um, I don't think anyone else needed to be. But I I get that. That's really difficult. You just like, honestly, like she answered her own self. It's like, you just have to work on it day by day and not, I know it's like the worst advice ever to just not care. You said that you've never had a plus size friend or a plus size friend of color. Maybe you find one, find on Instagram. We have a great Facebook community. Like maybe find people who are more like-minded to you or who can understand what you're going through. Being able to talk about that stuff with someone who looks like you is very helpful because like, you know, Nikki and I, most of our friends are straight size. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's difficult to have those conversations because I think most straight size people just automatically want to like comfort you and Mm -hmm. make you feel like, oh, but don't worry. You're fine. Like you're still beautiful. Yeah, No one thinks of you that way. And it's like, okay, that's not really helpful. Like, I just want to talk about it with someone who understands. So I I do think that there's something to be said about finding someone who understands what it's like to be in your body. I think so. I mean, like what? I didn't meet you until I was 30, but it's like the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely life-changing. Follow Mm -hmm. people on Instagram who look like you. Um, Have conversations with them. Go outside of your circle. Do you have any dating deal breakers? smoking like smoking is one for you okay yeah I don't uh, no thank you oh well we can date smoking um you yeah smoke I, cigarettes I smoked until I was 21 then and then drunk me still loves a good cig I mean so does Terry but um I mean I don't want someone who's smoking all the time yeah I think like I mean I have so many like not so many deal breakers but there's some flags but I think like on apps, I will not swipe on anybody who has like a name of one of my exes or like my ex stepfather. Mm-hmm. Refuse. Or if you kind of look like my my first stepdad, game over. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense though. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to uh, think of other ones. I mean, I mean, obvious. There's like the obvious ones, and I think that yeah, pointed about like transphobic and homophobic and all this yeah. stuff like, of, of course, course that's a no that's a big no like on all the like things we should care about but it's I think like before the before Trump I definitely didn't look at the Republican thing <laughs> the way I do now yeah but, um you know now it's like <sighs> that's a little yeah it's a red flag but also a red flag for me is if you're a nature boy that's a red flag what do you for mean? me nature like, boy if- like, if they, like, so many guys during the pandemic just, like, went to the woods to find themselves. 
they just went to the woods to find themselves and like if they their number one hobby is camping I can't do it I'm not there for it like good for you but I'm not gonna join yeah but what if they don't want what if they don't want you to come I mean that's great but I think like most of them do (laughs) so (laughs) um I'm trying to think I mean for me it's like if you're like fitness is my number one priority yeah like I don't want to date someone who's at the gym 24 7 that's like the two a day guys or even a guy who goes every day is kind of annoying like maybe take a chill pill you know like a little chill like a three to four day five days a week okay Mm -hmm. can't handle six seven days a week seven days a week and more than once in a day insane no one has time for that how do you save a friendship after you tell him you like him I think this is pretty easy if you oh, guys I are actually, actually friends. This actually did happen to me. Did it happen to you? Yeah, remember okay. that guy That guy in Ireland? Didn't we talk about this? Yeah, but you guys weren't, like, really friends, though. Like, you were, like, but you weren't best friends, and you didn't see, you, like, you met him in another country. It's not like he was in your home life. And he led you on for so long. Yeah, but we stayed friends. You yeah, stayed friends, nice. but, like, he led you on. When I read this, I think, like, he's your best friend at home and, like, you admit to him you have feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, he's in your close-ass circle. That's what I read when I read this question. Okay. Well, I think no matter what, you tell someone that you like them, but there are no feelings there on their part. Mm-hmm. A, true, a real friend is not going to let that. Get in the way? Yeah. Yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah. So, it's just, like, maybe it's a little awkward. Maybe take a little break. Like, you don't see each other for a few weeks or something. Yeah. That's all I would say. Okay, so we got this one on TikTok. Um, hi. First, I like to say I love you both so much. We love you too. We love you. <laughs> and the empowerment you guys bring to me and so many other plus-size gals is amazing. So I've been having a bit of an internal conflict as of late. This amazing guy I matched with on Tinder almost two weeks ago, and we've been talking nonstop since. So much so that he plans to see it. Love to see it. Mm -hmm. So much so that he plans to see me once we're both finished with our semesters. I am very upfront about my size and my Tinder profile, and although I have that and more quote honest pictures, I still feel the need to talk to him about my weight because I know I'm not everyone's cup of tea and I still want to protect myself because he still is an average college guy. I don't know how to bring it up though because I don't want to come up insecure or anything because I'm not. I just want to protect myself. Would you guys have any tips for having that conversation with him? So I've sort of had this conversation with someone Mm -hmm. um, before and I think a really great way to do it is be flirty Mm -hmm. and sort of be like like I'm kind of nervous to meet you in person and usually the guy is like why like we like each other whatever you know whatever the response is and that's like a good lead-in for you to talk about your insecurity but in a cute flirty way so it's like you're bringing up the subject you're being vulnerable, but you're also being cute and flirty. And then you can kind of be like, well, you know, I just, I'm nervous that you're not going to like me in person or something like to that effect. Yeah. But, you know, it doesn't make you seem insecure. It just makes you, th- you know, that you think you're talking about meeting in person for the first time and 
mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But I think it's a good lead in to talking about the things that you're nervous about. Yeah. I also, so we responded to her because she like was nervous mm-hmm. for this well, conversation. And wasn't she going to have the conversation soon? So we had, yes. to, we had to we act had, fast. We had to act fast. I didn't want her to be anxious. Um, I also suggested, like, I was like, do you guys FaceTime or Zoom? Because what I like to do if it's like a virtual date is, well, and I'm kind of chaotic, but I'll get up and I'll run around, like not run around, but <laughs> I'll get up and do Nikki's things. Nikki's on dates, standing up and doing laps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Um, but like, give me, I'll give opportunities so you can see my full body. If I want you to, like, if I know, like, you, you know, just to make sure you can see it at all different angles and moving and, like, not my most flattering, like, anything. It's, like, it's not still. Like, a moving body looks way different than, a like, a picture. Mm-hmm. So, um, she was, like, thank you so much. She has a, zo- a FaceTime date with him that she should be updating us on soon. And she was going to do both of our like advice but I was like can we please like talk about your question because I think so many people yeah I have the same have this so Mm -hmm. yeah so I hope we get updated soon on her journey though I do think that like trust me I totally get it you want to make sure just to protect yourself but I think Nikki and I are both in the camp of like if you put up the normal photos not, not normal but like you're putting up truthful photos of yourself they should know Mm-hmm. And they should not be surprised when they see you. So you shouldn't have to have that conversation, but we 100% get why people want to have yes. it. Yes. Yes. A little backup for yourself to protect yourself a little bit. It was a, a great Q&A. Thanks for all the uh, questions. Yeah. Thank you. I hope we delivered. I hope so too. I know we didn't get to all of them. So yeah. You know, but I think we like start doing this more on the reg, like yeah. a little Q&A mm-hmm. because I think people like they mentioned they want to be involved. <laughs> um, and I think this is a way for that to happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll do more of these. I kind of really want to do an it's assumptions episode. Ooh. Yeah. Oh God, I'd be so nervous. I know. but Assumptions be- about us? Yeah. Um, I guess I have to go text the guy I'm talking to and let him know that I just aired like our dirty little secret out or my <laughs> dirty little secret and um, said how crazy I am. You're not crazy. It's just. Yeah. Ted, why are you trying to knock off the computer right now? That is, you've been such a good boy all episode. You haven't chimed <laughs> in. You've been nice. You haven't been opinionated. And this is where we're at. He's like, I'm ready for this to be done. <laughs> this is. um very s like I had a six hour zoom date and at the end of it he was not having it so I was like why are you being such a little a little asshole and I was like oh it's been six hours that makes sense sense. yeah Yeah, does make sense that makes sense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so whatever but so much for tuning in and (laughs) um I'm super excited for you guys to hear our episode with Rosie next week Mm-hmm. And don't forget to tune in for Dating in the Modern Age next Thursday for the finale. The it's reading. good. It's Very good. good. And yeah, um, make sure to leave a review of the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts. Make sure to join the Facebook group at Swipe Fat and then follow us on TikTok and Instagram, all at Swipe Fat. <laughs>
what she said. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.